Okay, listeners, welcome to the September 29th, 2014 edition of the Odelay Show. Uh, our interview guest today is my friend Jesse Knight. Uh, welcome, Jesse. Well, hi. How are you doing? Fine. Thank you, ma'am. Jesse is the Sex Trafficking Outreach Director of the Rescue Project, headquartered at the Phoenix Dream Center here in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, our second guest, as promised on our previous on the Odelay, previous Odelay editorial report, not present, um, uh, but we'll talk a little bit about um, uh, her, uh, what she would have told you about if she were here. Uh, the Skyway Railroad. She's out of Chicago. Um, Jesse, uh, again, welcome. Um, what is sex trafficking? Where and when does it occur? Who is at risk and how exactly does it work? Sex trafficking, Chris, is the trade of humans, most commonly for the purpose of sex slavery or commercial sexual exploitation. Trafficking can involve adults or children, male or female, it doesn't matter. It involves the recruitment, transportation, transfer, harboring, or receipt of a person for the purpose of exploitation. Sex trafficking can include, for example, um, coercing a migrant into a sexual act as a condition of allowing or arranging the migration from one country to another. It could even be from one state to another, one city to another, if we're just in the United States. Um, before I go into the where it happens and who is at risk, I'll just talk a little bit more about sex trafficking. Uh, sexual trafficking uses physical or sexual coercion, deceit, abuse of power, and bondage incurred through a forced debt. Uh, trafficked women and children, for instance, are often promised work in the domestic or service industry, but instead are sometimes taken uh, to a brothel where they're used as a sex worker with a, with a, with a promise of getting their passport or other identification um, papers. And once, you know, part of the coercion is once they have the paperwork, the, the um, trafficker or pimp, sometimes called a pimp um, or madam, will hold on to those paperwork until the debt, so-called, is paid off. Um, Trafficking has different forms. We hear a lot about, you know, the sex slave um, coming over from another country to pay off a debt. Uh, so you have your out of country, but you also have domestic. You have a lot of domestic trafficking going on in the United States. Uh, it, and it's all economically driven, uh, whether it's to get from you know, one job to another, from one country to another, or it's even here, it's a, it's a single mom who has three kids who can't find a job, ha is basically homeless, and, and has no way to feed her children. Uh, uh, a trafficker will, again, deceive her uh, into thinking that the, the promise of being taken care of, that she wouldn't have to work, and eventually it leads into uh, exploitation. Hmm. So that is kind of an idea of what trafficking is. Um, where does it occur? It, it, it happens literally right in front of us. We don't see it. I, I think that um, a lot of communities, uh, they either tolerate it, they, they're not quite sure how to approach it, uh, but it's happening 
a house next door, a brother could be your next door neighbor, it could be the neighbor down the street, it could be the college student in, you know, wherever co your colleges are at, your university are at, are at in your major cities. I know that most of our, uh, our major trafficking takes place near the colleges here in Phoenix, Grand Canyon University, Gateway College, um, ASU is the biggest area for recruitment uh, for young people into, into the sex industry. Mm -hmm. um, who is at risk? Honestly, everyone, primarily women. Um, uh, I would say women over the age of 18 are, are like a number one target because they are adults. The laws are kind of written where it's considered, um, uh, I don't want to say coercion, um, consensual. Uh, if you're an adult and you want to have a sex with another adult and you agree upon it, you're both over the age of 18, well, it's consensual. You might be paying for a service for somebody's time. It's kind of a way around how the prostitutes uh, get around it. Now, a child... The recruitment age, the average recruitment age is between the uh, ages of 12 and 14. Right. So in, what we're seeing an increase here in Phoenix is, is in, in young boys. So there's a demand in the sex industry for young boys. So everyone is at risk. I mean, I take care of women in their 50s that are still being exploited by a boyfriend or by a pimp. Uh, we get kids as young as 10 who have been exploited. I've heard stories of, of sexual exploitation starting at the age of three. Yep. Prey on the desperation, the economic desperation when it comes to adults. And and then for children or, or young adults, it's, uh, it could be drug-related. It could be a, a drug-induced habit that they're supporting. Or it could be just attention, the attention they're not getting at home. So the predator, um, which is your trafficker, um, deceives uh, the victim into believing that whatever their need will be satisfied in some way, whether it's, you know, it's a relationship, it's attention, it's money, it's fame. Um, I know that some of our more advanced um, highlight type prostitution, it's, it's about status. So some women actually sell themselves into prostitution for the namesake to be become a prostitute or become, you know, an escort or whatever the case may be. So there's several different angles on exactly how trafficking works and, and different reasons and levels of why people get into it. You mentioned you mentioned international <clears throat> vectors. I mean, where is that coming from? Wow, the biggest area we're seeing international trafficking coming into the United States anyway is Asia. Okay. Phoenix is uh, is it's the brothels, the massage brothels here are horrible. Um, I've been putting routes together to do outreaches in the Phoenix metro area for the brothels, and each city, city, Tempe, Chandler, Mesa, Phoenix, Glendale, each city has about 20 brothels, Asian brothels, that are, you know, I mean, I'm not, all, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that. I just find them on Backpage. I put adult entertainment on Backpage, and they all come up. Back, Backpage.com, which is... Yeah. If if people are interested in learning more about the litigation, criminal and civil civil related to to that organization, they can read my back pages, um, where your uh, position was also featured prominently in various others, including uh, the attorney general's office and various other faith faith based volunteer organizations locally. So here in Phoenix, I mean, it's not 
it's still that's an interesting perspective. Like you'd think, well, maybe this, they're all going to be Latin Americans because we're so close to the border. But but still, the I guess the 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 flow from Asia is strong no matter where you are politically and where you are geographically. I think that speaks um, to a, a certain global economy that's unavoidable when one's trying to consider how to resolve, you know, uh, community at large problems. You have to consider all of the, uh, phenomena that are occurring, you know, that you can observe and it doesn't matter if it's on the other side, you know, of the planet, it still affects here locally. Uh, and, um, by essentially all accounts, um, oh, and you also mentioned the, the jobs market. Um, I don't know if anybody can get a job. I mean, barring what you do, what you do because you do it and you're driven by your faith walk. And I do what I do because I'm driven by my faith walk, if you will. I don't know what, and then people who are driven by profiteering and racketeering and love of money, they have wed their lives to that sort of thing and they can get a job. So we have jobs, if you might, vocations. I don't know what people with, who aren't um, like, to some degree or another charismatic who aren't driven by greed. I don't know what they do for work. I have no idea. Uh, I guess this, this is one of the options that comes up to people who can't don't know what to do. And that's not good. It's always worth bearing in mind that, 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 that is where I would say that's where 99% of the desperation occurs that brings people to this kind of egress who arrive at this sort of thing in, you know, in that way, if they're, People who are recruited and snuffed at a young age, that's kind of different. That wasn't their own decision, really, statutorily, in my opinion, right. in terms of natural law. So by essentially all accounts, sex trafficking is ubiquitous and uh, rampant throughout our nation. And I, I think that's true. Um, you mentioned the, um, the brothels. I'll have to say um, um, some of the experience I have had working with you and your organization, they may not – I mean, I would define – philosophically personally as a brothel i would define a brothel as an apartment complex that is more or less governed and controlled by pimps and and drug narcotic sales people for the purposes of distributing and providing services of narcotics and 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 sex commodification to me that's a brothel um you know um and i would maybe that's a more broad definition of what you call it but those are everywhere um yeah. and I live in an apartment they're in, they're in neighborhoods they're in residential neighborhoods yeah there doesn't even have to be high density um you know apartments or condos or or short stay motels and the like I, I I suppose you could get I mean that's why you have to be one has to pay attention to one's own basically local county precinct because you you know I said before no one goes around and says you know people who are defrauding you don't ha the document that they're using to defraud you doesn't declare that hey we're 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 here to defraud you we're criminals it says something else it uses a cover so they got you as you said the people next door i live in an apartment here and it takes all kinds and this apartment is not far from the point hilton and i used to work in the service industry and i but I had a completely different i mean i was a i worked in restaurants i was a short order cook i delivered pizzas and that sort of thing but now knowing what i know about you know community through community journalism and my own personal civic investigation and over the years, I, I see this in a completely different light. And I see people who are certainly at risk, if not involved already. And, right. um, so by essentially all accounts, sex trafficking is ubiquitous and rampant throughout our nation. 
and even more so in greater Phoenix, uh, arguably because of the city's size and because of its proximity to the border with Mexico and legalistically sanctioned prostitution hubs within Nevada. At least this is how I've heard it portrayed, you know, in, in, in meetings. Is this, in fact, Jesse, an accurate representation of the criminal element um, that can be experienced in the everyday lives of law-abiding citizens here in the county and throughout the United States? Like, and you might have already kind of answered this, but is it is that how much of this is just a drill um is it is it you know is there success is there is there a way out or are we needing more volunteers are we needing more awareness um what, what we you... are definitely needing more awareness we are needing um citizens just common everyday people to to report to law enforcement in their area, um, or even just Homeland Security, um, that, that what they see, they may not be sure of what they see or what's going on. You, there's education classes that you can take, especially with the Super Bowl coming into town. There is a lot of, of resources available to us now in Phoenix on how to identify trafficking and prostitution going on even right next door, um, and I'll just put myself out there. I, I, I happen to live near ASU, and you know, we, my outreach team and I, we go into the strip clubs. And I happen to have a lady living in my apartment that is a dancer in one of our clubs, and she brings her work home. Yep. So, and, and I'm, you know, I've reported it, but at the same time, they're just kind of like, you know, law enforcement. They have their hands tied in that they have to see the the transaction um the you know the transaction dollar amount taking place so um it there the laws need to change be changed in my opinion um there needs to be some type of i don't know some type of process flow for law enforcement so that when somebody like me knows that prostitution is going on in my neighborhood and i report it to law enforcement how are they going to shut down um, that brothel. I mean, we can pick it, we can protest, I can call as many times as, as I want. But again, the disconnect, in my opinion, in our, you know, in our community, not being able to get the issue resolved is, is the laws, the laws that, that literally protect um, the brothels and the workers in the sex. I have, there are, you know, I live in these apartments over here and th there are several girls who've come and gone. Um, and they kind of have the same tattoos and one of them is obviously in trouble and I've, uh, uh, she has various, you know, clientele coming and going. And there was an aggressive pickup a couple of weeks ago and she clearly didn't want to go. And I've talked to her about her past her substance history of substance abuse and, 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 and her attempts at recovery. And, and these guys didn't want to pick her up. These guys were there trying to pick her up and they were being really gruff and the language they were using. And there was two of them and it was clearly coerced and uh, you know, get your person, come on, you know, and that sort of thing. And talking to her in a, you know, with earshot of me, I wouldn't have anybody talking to me that way, you know? Um, and so it was obvious to me what it was. You know, I, and I went to call, I thought, well, look, you know, call the sheriff's office. I got a recording. So if I had had a narcotics, uh, background information to give, there was a, there was a, a choice to make or transportation or pets, you know, animal control, but I would have had to call emergency dispatch 
with this particular brand of information, which isn't actionable just in a vacuum by itself. Um, so I will say that it, it may appear that law enforcement's hands are tied, but you know, you have to, and I guess as an investigative reporter and a journalist, I am accustomed to doing this and it may sound like rash advice, but you I mean, you kind of have to build your own case as a, as a citizen. I mean, you have eyes and ears, you know, people do. That's true. Um, and so, yeah. so, you know, just take notes. Um, you know, I took a picture of the vehicle driving off because it was really bad. It was one of those that I got really bad feelings. I know where she's going, you know. And uh, that's, that's the biggest thing for law enforcement. If, if the community sees, you know, an, an, a local member of our community sees this going on, such as yourself, is to get the description of the vehicle, attempt to get the license plate number, you know, contact Vice in, um, in Phoenix and in your surrounding cities. Again, you can contact Homeland Security because it is, their number two, their number two um, a, a protocol or, pro, I don't know what to say, project, whatever their hierarchy is, uh, number two is sex trafficking. And they have the ability, I feel, Homeland Security has the ability to contact whoever they need to contact within, um, within the law enforcement in that area. Yeah. And they can work together. Yeah, yeah. So human trafficking it just almost has to be, by, as a rule, generally almost always would be interstate as well so a federal re, 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 uh, criminal justice recourse is applicable you know and these and these these women living in these apartments i mean they may not even know it but they're considered by um you know uh, on a on a black mar- i mean all their tattoos are the same you know and they're they you know some of them probably do and some of them probably don't but but it, I mean, it's just as if just waiting for somebody to one person to move out of the neighborhood and pull down a standard and then there's nobody left but, 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 you know, and, and then who's collecting the rent? Well, the pimps. And then, and then that's it. That's it. This, right. It's like a, it's like a computer virus. 